now. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another edition of Raising Vibrations and Journeys into Consciousness. Tonight, we have Tom Coates joining us to wrap up the Michael teachings and further explain soul ages, multi-fragments, and continuous lifetimes. And then I think we're going to maybe discuss a little bit about um, Tom's life and what even brought him to the Michael teachings. And with that, Sandy, good evening. Tom, good evening. Thank good you evening. for joining us again. Yes, thank you Happy for joining here. us. Happy to be here. Thank you. All right. So I can go ahead and share my screen and bring up uh, slide number two, if that's what you would like me to do, Tom. Uh, is that the uh, one with the, uh, the the Michael reading chart? Yeah. Yes. Item number two. Right. Okay. Let's do that all right, I'm going to do that right now. Okay. All right, there we go. So it's on screen right now. And okay. Now, I don't know whether this is, I hope it's. it can be expanded. The bottom line of this chart is, uh, is one that's referred to as soul age. And I think in the last session we had, which, what was it, three weeks ago? Um, I'm not sure. But... Um, uh, in, in any event, the last session we had, I think we finished off with Soul Age, but we didn't really finish the subject. Exactly. So I'd like to go back and do a little bit of a recap on that. Um, soul Age is is a measure, if, let's see, let's, how should I put it? It's a measure of the level, the, the quantity of experience of a soul in a given physical plane cycle. And so everybody who is listening to this, who is in the physical, and there may be, there may be others who are listening to it who are not in the physical, but those who are listening to it in the physical are, are uh, having a physical expression of their soul. I have a dog that's uh, growling in the corner here. Can, is, uh, is, that, is that coming across on the mic or no? A little bit. It sounds like you're having a really good time in that bedroom. Yeah. So well, let me, let me see if I can open the door and give him give him some freedom here for one second. Okay, so we're just oh, going to take a little technical <laughs> break here. Uh, we're going to. We have to love our four-legged creatures, also. Yes, we do. Uh, you know, they're such little angels, aren't they? All right, I'm back. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so. Uh, now, now my, what what that means is that that uh, we go through according to Michael, we go through cycles uh, of evolution at the soul level within each of the grand cycles we experience, and uh, and each time we have a lifetime, we're adding to the experience and adding to our soul life, just like in a in a. It's very, very comparable to what we experience in a physical lifetime, where we go from infancy to our our baby stage, to our young stage, to our mature stage, and to our old stage. And 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 so, um, in the in the course of, of of our of our evolution of lifetimes in the Michael Michael terminology, we have multiple lifetimes, of course, and. Uh, and the more lifetimes we have, the more experience we add, and the and the more we add to our soul age. And uh, 
and so the the the, the Michael group creates or, or in their in their uh, scenario we have five soul five basic soul ages which all of us all of us experience within a cycle and they are infant baby young mature and old there are two more there are two more soul ages that they hypothesize one is is the uh, transcendental and the other is the infinite but these are ones that on earth have not yet been really expressed except in very rare cases such as such as jesus and buddha and and and, and maybe some great sages we never heard of and uh and Socrates, they put in the transcendental category. Jesus and Buddha, they put in the infinite category. And in the, even in those cases, they ex- say the infinite aspect is something that's experienced only for a very short period of time. But in any event, um, the, each of these soul ages that all of us experience is is one that has a a primary theme, and uh, and and so in the the infinite i mean i'm sorry the infant soul age is one that's involved with what michael refers to as learning survival skills and that is uh uh, learning how to survive in a in a physical environment this is much what a a baby goes through in the first months maybe a year or so of life um and uh uh and so in a more subtle way in our environment but perhaps if if that baby is in some other environments, it may be quite different. And uh, and according to Michael, there are no new infant souls incarnating on Earth today because there are no ecological niches where baby souls have an opportunity to learn survival skills in the way that that the way that is compatible with being a fresh a newborn baby soul. I mean, infant soul, I'm sorry. Um, and so uh, uh, the last among them would have been some, perhaps some undiscovered uh, tribes in the Amazon rainforest or some, uh, maybe some tribes in, in the, in the uh, Congo in Africa, or maybe even in some of the, some of the areas of, of West Af- of East Africa, where there've been uh, such, Chronic uh, civil wars and 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 religious wars that uh, survival from infancy is a uh, is, is a real challenge. But uh, by and large, there are very very few places on Earth that support um, and 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 nurture uh, a baby soul incarnation. And so, according to Michael, as of right now, and this is a, a change that's occurred in the last year or two uh, from say 10 years ago. But as of right now, there are no places on earth where, where infant souls are now incarnating who have not or who did not start incarnating years ago. There's some infant souls on, on planet earth, but they're infant souls that, that have been here for quite some time. And as an example, you know, in each of each of these soul ages are five or seven different levels, and each of those levels requires, according to Michael, uh, at least three to four lifetimes to complete. So, getting through just the infant soul stage would require 
from Michael in Michael's uh, estimation, somewhere between 21, seven times three and, and 28 lifetimes at the minimum. And, and others, some people might spend or some souls might spend many more lifetimes than that, just getting through the infant soul stage or lifetime uh, uh, evolutionary stage. And so, uh, and so that would, that, so there could be, there could be uh, a number of infant souls and would be infant souls on planet earth who've been here for probably 25 to 35 or 40 lifetimes and who began their, their path here, uh, you know, five, 600 years ago, but they're still, they're still moving through the infant soul, infant soul uh, uh, age. Any questions on that, uh, Sandy or Tammy? So what it's, I'm just making sure I understood what you said correctly. According to Michael, mm -hmm. presently, we don't have any a new, brand new infant souls incarnating. incarnating. Correct. Okay. On that's, Earth. That's, yeah. The, we have infant the, souls, but we don't have, we don't have an environment where infant souls are, are, can start anymore. Here. That's, that's how I thought. Right, right, Very right. Well. Sandy? So um, I listened to this audio book about the journey of the souls and stuff like that. And when we cross over, like we're learning how to create like the big source, right? The wholeness of everything. So would we not, I don't understand why we wouldn't be putting more souls onto this planet then. New, new souls. Why? Why no more baby souls? Well, the fact we put let me let me clarify that. That's a very good question. And and um, the fact we're not putting new soul. Well, the fact that we're not putting new infant souls on the planet doesn't mean that we're not putting new souls on the planet. That's what I was just going to say. So that means more mature level souls are incarnating to this planet yeah, at this time I mean, because the structure is not here to support all the, yes, the infant souls. Correct. All the guidance I'm aware of suggests that in this particular time of great transition that's going on, uh, both in the frequency of the planet, the frequency of tra uh, the transitional frequency of human consciousness, and so forth. Um, uh, including uh, the uh, additional complexity in creation as a whole, that there are many new souls coming to planet Earth who have not been here before, but they have not, they are not infant souls. They're coming from other planets. They're already highly evolved, uh, and they would probably be in the either in the mature or old soul, old soul category even though they might be having their first lifetimes on earth right now. And the same can most likely be said for other planets being supportive to infant level souls at this time, presumably would could it? very well be, could yeah. very well be. And, 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 and let me mention something else in that, in that context. Um, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of the Michael stuff has all these, uh, these, these, categories and so forth most or uh, many other uh, spirit groups or, or soul groups or whatever they should be called groups of, of, of beings or whatever abraham being one mm -hmm. seth is one that goes back to you know back to the 70s yes um, seth. Um, which is another uh, 
causal plane uh, consciousness, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and and uh, and so, and there are a number of others as well. The Council of One is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of these other groups do not necessarily agree or subscribe to Michael's rendition of these things, like soul ages and so forth. They can be, you know, as I mentioned earlier on in this in this, this series of discussions, the Michael teachings are very much like basic arithmetic is uh, in relation to higher math. I mean, you got to learn your how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide in order to be able to do higher math, and that's what, really what this is all about. And the, and the the um, it does. It's not to be necessarily taken literally, or not to be taken as the last word on anything, but it is. It can be instructive, and it can be helpful in terms of uh, understanding mm-hmm. dynamics. I mean, as one for instance that's been given by by some uh, my in some Michael channelings about all the political issues that have occurred in recent years that have created such polarity between between the, the, the two major political parties in, in the United States, Republicans and Democrats, is that, is that the, uh, uh, sometime in the, in the 80s, starting, I guess, with right in the Reagan era, the, uh, the Republicans started uh, uh, attracting in a very positive, in a very uh, inviting way, um, many uh, evangelicals and so forth. And as I've indicated previously, this is a this is a, a a theme that is primarily oriented to to the baby what Michael referred to as the baby soul age, and uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what has happened, according to Michael, is that the the parties have become divided by soul age, where previously, throughout our history, that had not been the case. There had been in both of the major political parties, there had been a relatively equal distribution of soul ages in each party. And starting in the 80s, there started to become a polarity that has become more and more pronounced of soul age between the, the, the Republican Party on the one hand and the Democratic Party on the other hand. And that doesn't mean that one is better than the other. It just means that each soul age has its own perspective. And, and it, the, would, it, would, it would lead to some understanding as to why the polarity is so exaggerated at this point. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, again, moving on in the soul age, the, the baby soul age, as I previously said, is about what Michael refers to as getting the rules straight. And so... Um, Baby soldom is uh, is is an area of of uh, of uh, consolidating. You've already got your survival skills down, and so now you want to have the the life rules put in place so you know what to do. And uh, and and this is this is the this is in the lower reaches of of the baby soul ages where religious beliefs and so forth are anchored, and uh, and this is what at, at religious beliefs being a a consciousness structure, beliefs themselves being a consciousness structure, but uh, but religious beliefs 
specifically being a system of uh, allowing tribal groups to expand beyond what a strong man could create by himself or herself, strong man or strong woman. Um, and so it allows tribal groups to expand from a maximum of about 80 people to an un unlimited number. And, uh, and, and that, that this is why, uh, this is why ethnic, racial, religious prejudices are so, are so hard to let go of because they're so fundamental to our culture in some ways, because they're so deeply ingrained in terms of our belief system. And, uh, and so in any event, uh, we have in our political parties, we have uh, the Republican Party has has uh, adopted social platforms that are that are pretty much driven by baby soul ideas, and uh, and and they have uh, and since and since there's a great level of certainty within within those ideas from the perspective of baby soul consciousness that these are the ultimate ideas that, that by which uh, reality exists, that the world is governed, God, God uh, uh, intends for all, each and all of us, then th this creates the level, the degree of, uh, of, uh, of, of resolution that they have that is, is that is, uh, uh, Hell bent not to compromise, et cetera, et cetera. It's in the upper reaches of soul evolution that that multiple perspectives become more appreciated and compromise becomes more the norm. But in the lower reaches, where there where there's absolute certainty of that my belief is the way it is and everything else is 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 uh, wrong, then uh, you you see how this creates a problem. And so, uh, in terms of of, of gr different groups uh, reaching some mutual accommodation by by mutual compromise, and so uh, in terms of of of, of soul ages, soul ages turns out to be a fairly good way of understanding the silos that have been created, and why the why the Republicans can be seen as so much more. Uh, Con, uh, principled and so much more uh, committed to their ideas than Democrats who seem, who by comparison from the Republican perspective seem to be so uh, uh, so incoherent and, and, and lack of, not as firm as Republicans, which is seen from the perspective of baby soul consciousness as a weakness, if that makes sense. Hello? It, it, makes it does. Sense. It does. Okay. It makes sense a lot. Okay. But, it, but, so, but baby soul is not weak, though. I'm sorry? The baby soul is not weak, though. Not what? Weak. Weak? weak? Yes. No, they're not weak. No, they just they just have a limited perspective, you know. So as you go through these soul ages, you have a, every soul age gives you an expanded perspective and a, and a, and a, and a little bit of a higher level theme. And so the, um, the, as I said, the baby soul perspective is getting the rules straight. And this is, and this is 
as I said, in the lower reaches of baby soldom. And this is roughly equivalent to the consciousness that we would associate with the second chakra, for instance, in, in terms of comparable chakra ideas. Um, but uh, in in the in the uh, lower reaches in the lower reaches of baby soldom is where religion is anchored. And almost every evangelical preacher that you ever heard of would would be uh, from the Michael perspective would be would would be animated by a soul that's in the baby soul level. Billy Graham is the most famous in recent times, but uh, uh, there are plenty, there are many many others, and uh, uh, and and so. Uh, uh, Oral Roberts would be another one. Uh, uh, Pat Robertson down in Virginia Beach. Um, the fellow up in, in Lynchburg uh, with Liberty University. Uh, father and son, both baby souls. And uh, and so uh, this is a uh, uh, th this is not a, this is not a problem. But it, it, you see the dynamics where where these people have a level of certainty about the way things are that, that, that is, is not the same as others at higher levels have. And, uh, and so now when you get to young soul, um, young soul is, uh, is about, uh, uh, per the, uh, Michael teachings, the theme of that is dominion over the physical plane. As I think I said previously, Mm -hmm. The the first chapter of Genesis in the Bible is uh, in the Old Testament is is uh, where it says man will have dominion over the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and so forth. That is a, a classic young soul manifesto, uh, and 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 our culture, uh, whether we whether it should be or not, has been has been built around that concept for the last three plus thousand years. Um, and so um, uh, maybe, maybe three thousand, maybe four or five thousand years, but it's built, been built around that concept. And, and, and we can trace a, an awful lot of the, of the environmental issues that we now confront to abuses of that concept because it, it does not take into account the the level of connection between us and and other and other creatures on the planet. We, if we if simply they're simply there for our pleasure and and, and our dominion. If you see what I'm saying. So uh, so would the priest uh, people be the young souls then? The priests? Well, not necessarily. I, you can certainly have you can have a person who's a priest at any level. Uh, uh, I'm just, I'm just saying, I was saying evangelicals who are, who are, who are ministers of a fundamentalist religion are more typically, uh, a baby soul, but, uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be comfortable making a, a generalization of a priest. I mean, okay, you have I got a question then. Do okay. you remember the religious wars that took place back in, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, uh, in, in the church, uh, the Catholic yeah. Church, uh, yeah. what was that area? I forget off the top of my head what they call it. The Reformation. It. 
yeah, where they, you know, you had to confess your sins and all that stuff. And, and the, cri the, um, they the had another word. The Inquisition. It. The yes. Inquisition. Yes. The Reformation. Yes. The Thirty Years' War. Yes. The Hundred Years' War. <laughs> all those wars. Yeah, who was leading that? Tell me which soul age was leading that. <laughs> Uh, well, there were various people, and I, I wouldn't—I don't have a—I don't have a—I uh, have not done a historical study of the leaders of those of those uh, events to determine what their specific soul ages were. But you could certainly do that. You're right. And, and I yeah. would—and I think it would—it it probably would be a a fairly interesting study to 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 look into that. Um, and by the way, if something I've meant to mention previously that I have not done before now. You know, these charts are done by this particular chart that's on the screen is created by Shepard Hoodwin, who is one of, of a couple of dozen active Michael channels. Maybe they're more than that. Um, I, I'm per, I personally know about, I'd say 17 or 18 Michael channels. And, uh, and there are about a dozen of them that are fairly preeminent. There are, they're more in California than anywhere else, but they range from New York to Texas to to uh, California, Colorado, include a couple of, of them there, and uh, uh, and and the the uh, these charts can be can be uh, deciphered if you. I was going to say divined. They could be they can be divined or deciphered, however you may wish to to think of it. Uh, by you can just download that what's on the screen right now, and figure out what an individual looking at this at this podcast could download that that chart or or, or see it and 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 uh, and use a pendulum on each of those aspects uh, to determine what he or she is, and so. Um, uh, and a pendulum, you know, people can go to go get a get a uh, get a, a a piece of of a crystal on a on a chain or whatever. And that's one form of pendulum. Another form would be to use the use the kinesiology using their arm by stretching it out or whatever. Another would be to use their thumbs and so forth. I mean, I've heard you can use eraser heads. Yeah, yeah, my preferred pendulum, which is uh quite low low tech is a number two pencil with, with an eraser with a with a needle and thread stuck a needle stuck into the eraser holding it by a thread and uh and you can learn anything you need to know about yourself on this chart anybody else for that matter that um uh you can you can plot the whole chart for yourself or or for your friends or whatever without uh, having to consult with michael and the chances are that about once you if once you establish a yes no baseline with with your pendulum, which you can do with a few simple exercises, simply by holding it up and say what's a yes and what's a no, um, then you uh, then you're then you're good to go and and uh, and you can figure out what you are without you know this chart will I mean this chart for, to get it channeled by Michael it costs sixty or seventy dollars and uh, it, 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 this, that's that's inflation. It used to be like twenty bucks or something years ago, <laughs> but uh, 
But in any event, it's it's worthwhile to have the connection, but you don't have to spend the money. You can do it on your own and get probably 99% just as good results if you if you focus on it. So. All right. So um, if you can just email me or one of these blank ones, I will post it on the page for people to be able to download and you'll be able to do the pendulum test for yourself or whatever means that you use to communicate with spirit to get your answer for. Well, and the, you know, within your own body, your body knows this stuff. You don't need to communicate with spirit to do anything. Just, just just hold the pendulum and let the pendulum do the work for you, you know? Um, so, I mean, don't don't run people away by saying you got to communicate with spirits. Oh, okay. All right. All right. My bad. All right. Now, now, Sandy, just for curiosity, the one that's on the screen now, that can't be uh, downloaded or whatever? Um, I might be able to take it from your presentation and and then uh, uh, re-upload it just to the Facebook page for them to to I mean, be. Don't you have it? My point is, don't you have it already? Yeah, I have it. Yes, I okay. can do that. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, I got a little bit lost on all that. Where are we? Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's bring it on back in. Yeah, bring so it back. We're bringing it back. So we're gonna go. We were in the um, baby so going to the young souls. All right, so young souls. Well, you know, as as for example, um, I think I've mentioned previously that that uh, we lost. We we all right. There we go. All right, um, young souls uh, are are dominion over the physical plane, and so um, okay. And uh, almost all of our presidents of the United States have been young souls. Probably most kings have been young, uh, that have actually been kings have been young souls. Certainly probably most, uh, most um, uh, uh, people who have been conquerors have been young souls. Napoleon, mm -hmm. uh, Genghis Khan, uh, 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 Julius Caesar, probably all, you know, young souls. Yeah. Uh, and Alexander the Great was, was a upper level young soul. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and these, these people are manifesting the theme of young soul in their lives. And they're probably, probably most all those people I just mentioned were also in the King role. Uh, and, and so, uh, uh, in fact, I knew I knew an individual in my in my present lifetime who supposedly had a previous life as being Alexander the Great. And whether whether it's accurate or not, I, I don't know. I won't name him because he's a person who in certain circles is quite well known, but uh, he's deceased now. But he supposedly had a previous lifetime as being Alexander the Great in this present in his current lifetime that I knew him as. He was a mature seven moving to old one and, and quite a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, and, uh, but in his incarnation as Alexander the Great, he was like a, uh, a young six moving to young seven or something like that. 
Um, so, so that's a neat little time frame to give it a little snapshot of yeah, how long it can take to go from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Alexander the Great was living 2,300 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so how many uh, lifetimes? You know, right. I, I'm just saying. So he's moved. He's moved in the course of 2,300 years. He has moved uh, by a factor of of, uh, of of eight or nine different soul at levels, you know, yeah. um, and, and uh, let's say forty lifetimes between then and now, you know. Yeah. And uh, uh, and that's a, a reasonable illustration of how of how the process works, according to Michael. According to Michael. Uh, and uh, uh, so anyway, the the in in politics, mostly it's been uh, young young souls as president. Our last president was a young soul, um, Donald Trump, and uh, he was a young. Some there's some debate whether he's a young three or a young five, but a young soul, one of the one or the other. Um, the one bef the Obama was a, was a mature five or six which would indicate why in some instances or some circles he was thought to be sort of uh, in, Obama was accused of being too intellectual, too distant, too cold, too cool, all that. Um, Biden is a buddy, is a mature five as well. Um, and, and, and what they, what the, the, the description of him is he's senile because, because he's not, bombastic in the way that a young soul would be. Um, and so uh, I, I personally have not seen any evidence of Biden being seen out, but you know, <laughs> who's to know? I, I had my suspicions about Reagan, who knows? But uh, but in any event, and being senile is not a disqualification from being president and, and necessarily being a good president either. Um, and so uh, uh, anyway, the um, the, the the I don't know what Lincoln was. I suspect Lincoln uh, it was either a really upper level mature or maybe even a early stage old soul. If he was an old soul, he would likely be the only president we've had in our entire history who was an old soul. Uh, we will we we will eventually get one if our if our democracy lasts long enough for us to evolve to that stage. <laughs> But, that's uh, debatable. That that is not not a sure a sure thing by any means. <laughs> no. <laughs> but but uh, uh, but it is it is interesting that that those things are reflective of uh, of uh, of our soul age and 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 as as for example, uh, there's a lot of talk these days about the fact that China is uh, is all sorts of of perceived rivalry with China because China has become such a, a manufacturing uh, behemoth and so forth. And there's no, there's not even rem remotely possible for the United States to, uh, to compete, compete with China yeah. in the manufacturing realm. And yet so far for reasons that would not have been predicted a decade ago, our economy is still uh, a little bit more robust than China's larger than China's, even though our population is, is one quarter of China's. Um, and uh, one reason for that is that 
is, is and this is again something that can be interpreted in a meaningful way, in my opinion, based upon the concept of soul age. According, it's my understanding that, according to Michael, that China, as of 1940, which was the end of its its uh, end of its its uh, uh, monarchy and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a it was a country that had been completely taken over by. Europeans for more than a century before that, and and it was a, it was a totally dysfunctional and and by in 1940 it was a colony of of Japan, and had been since the latter 30s, and uh, China, as of the 1930s up to 1940, is said to have had more old souls per capita in its population than any other country on earth, which is why within the context of that world at that time, it was so completely dysfunctional and, 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 and why it wasn't capable of building anything or doing anything other than producing a lot of opium addicts. And, and uh, I, I'm, I'm being, uh, that's an overgeneralization of course, but, but uh, in any event, uh, China uh, was overpopulated by our standards with with old souls, and underpopulated with young souls and and other other soul ages. And, uh, and so again, and the, there was a massive polarity. Yeah, exactly. And so, and the United States, by the same token, in the night when World War II came, mm-hmm. and we were inspired by Pearl Harbor to uh, get off our asses and do something to protect ourselves, then, then uh, the United States became the manufacturing uh, uh, hub of the world. You know, we, the, the car manufacturers stopped making cars and started making airplanes and started making tanks and, and, and cannons and all sorts of things. And, uh, and so, um, and that and that manufacturing prowess and preeminence continued through the 1950s, through the 1960s, and through the 1970s. At that time, we had the greatest population of young souls, yeah. the greatest concentration of young souls on the planet. That's what made that possible. That's when we built all these marvelous mm-hmm. skyscrapers in New York and so and all around the country. So that leads me to a question: Where, what, sure. what's going on on a global level now? What do you know about um, different countries? And well, what I was going to say was in relation in, in relationship to U.S. and China. Mm-hmm. China now has and has for the last thirty years had the greatest population per capita of, of young, young souls, souls on the planet. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was like they said, hey, we got too many old souls here. Give us some young souls. We need some new blood, you know. And so young souls started incarnating in China in large numbers. And that's why China is unbeatable from the from the standpoint of manufacturing. manufacturing. So where is um, the United States currently? Do you know? United States is currently attracting more mature souls. And and the the United States and the theme of mature souls is relationships, right? Correct. 
This is why this has so far been the key to why as the manufacturing has shifted away from the United States, mm -hmm. the, the economy has not de declined as a result. And the reason is that we now have a greater concentration in the United States of mature souls than we do of young souls. Mm -hmm. And, and mature soul, the theme of mature soldom is about relationships. And, Manipulating money is about relationships. Relationship. Yeah. Right. Manipulating markets is about relationships. And so and and so uh, these are things that have enabled the United States to remain preeminent, even though we don't make anything anymore to speak of by comparison with China and other places. Mm -hmm. And and this, you know, like like all things, uh, this too shall pass. <laughs> exactly. but, but for the moment, that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and, you know, I would advise everyone not to get too attached to the present moment because it will be displaced <laughs> in the next moment, you know, <laughs> whatever that will be. <laughs> but, uh, All right. but in any event, that's that, that the, 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 as I said previously, Young souls about dominion of, of physical dominion, manufacturing, making things, building things. Um, and, uh, you know, right now we, we have this great thing in the United States about keeping, uh, we have this huge fight and hue and cry over, over, uh, over, uh, 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 border security and over, and over non, you know, immigration and so forth. And uh, and I just invite anybody who has a who has a home, uh, you know, other than living in an apartment building somewhere, anybody that has a freestanding home, go ahead and try to find yourself somebody to build a new roof for you, put a new roof on your house, without without having to deal with someone who is an undocumented alien. The, the fact of the matter is that we don't have very many in this country who are doing that kind of work anymore. And, and we, we need, we, every society needs a balance of soul ages and, uh, and, and those who are involved in, in those kinds of activities are primarily going to be young souls. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, if we want to sit around and think of ourselves as fat cats, because we can manage money, we still need plenty of young souls in our, in our, in our economy and in our culture to make, to, to keep our in cult, culture enriched. If we're going to continue in the same at the same general level of consciousness that we, we've been, Tom, let me ask you: When's the last time you conferred with any of the Michael Channels as to the present day um, disbursement of soul ages in our country? Uh, well, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, just uh, two weeks ago, there was a. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. There was a, a Michael, oh, the the East Michael, Coast, Michael gathering, yeah, and and that was uh, that gathering was uh, attended by nine or ten different channels uh, who gave who gave presentations within it. I don't know that any of them, uh, and they're all friends of mine. I don't know that any of them specifically got into that particular question. Uh -huh. uh, 
but uh, but they certainly, you know, th th what I'm saying is not inconsistent with anything that was said there. Well, I uh, guess what I was curious about is if at this time we had a clear picture of what percentage of mature, young, old, and ba baby we had just in our country, if they had a percentage basis. Um, there, so we that, to see that, a clearer that, picture. That information is obtainable, and I mm -hmm. think it's obtainable through various Michael, probably through Shepard Hoodwin's uh, uh, Michael, Michael uh, uh, a website, and uh, maybe through there. I will. I have. I have promised, and I've failed so far to actually deliver on my promise to put up to post a list of resources. You, you know, in terms of Michael channels and websites and so forth. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, uh, I will, I will see if I can get that done this coming week, but, uh, there are wonderful resources on various Michael, mm -hmm. Michael, uh, websites through the various Michael channels. Shepard Hoodwin's one, uh, uh, as I mentioned, uh, uh, and and uh, so uh, and that kind of information is available. Generally speaking, right now, worldwide, the number of mature souls, and and I say this worldwide, the United States is a pretty good barometer for the world, and that's one reason we have been sort of in the forefront of of things for the last uh 75 years maybe 80 years and uh, uh the we have shifted just in the last few years from what michael refers to as the as the young soul age on a global scale to the mature soul age mm -hmm. and i say shifted we just stuck our toe through the door of, of the mature soul age. We're just doing it now. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that once you're there, once you do that, it's just now it's, it's all mature soul. It's not at all the case. But uh, in the same way that in the raw material scale, we have we have uh, shifted from third density to full fourth density. density. Uh, we have shifted into the mature soul age as a, as a general statement. And, uh, and, uh, and so, uh, in the United States, there would be a slight plurality of mature souls over anything else. The next, right next to that with a just slightly lower number would be the, would be the young souls. The next number after that would be the baby souls. Um, and and uh, the next number after that would be the would be infants and and olds. And so the, the inf old souls are maybe 10 percent. Uh, infants are probably 10 percent. Um, <clears throat> And uh, and let's see, we got we're working with 100 percent here. So so uh, 
I would I would guess that if you if you broke it down generally, it would be something like, and I could be off on the numbers a little bit, but you would have, let's say, thirty one or two percent, thirty one percent or thirty and a half percent mature, twenty nine and a half percent young. That's sixty percent, then twenty percent infant. I mean, twenty percent baby, and then roughly. 10 and 10 and maybe, old 10% maybe even 8 or 9% uh, infant and 10 to 11 or 12% old mm-hmm. that's how it would work and uh, i heard of just this morning of an interesting uh, i heard an interesting uh, channeling of uh, of uh, oh shoot the guy in uh, in arizona who um, I can't call his name. Um, starts with a K. Can you help me with this, Sandy? Chiron. Yeah, Chiron. Yeah, crying, crying, crying. Yeah, crying. Yeah. Um, I heard an interesting channeling from Crime was just done two or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and Crime was saying that it's it's the old souls that we have this great awakening around the planet that's going on going on planet-wide and this is mainly the old souls that are awakening and then you know nudging others in various ways to uh to get with the program you know the way old people nudge young people to you know uh, maybe it's better you don't uh, drive drunk and that sort of thing you know and uh so or i'll be uh, happy to just come pick you up don't worry about it (laughs) right 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 Right. Friends don't let friends do drugs. Right, right, right. Um. So anyway, that's the 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 uh, the, the the mature soul. I think that I think that that representative percentage that I gave you is probably somewhat, uh, you know, fairly close to being accurate. Um. That you would have a little over thirty percent at the mature level, a tiny bit less than 30% at the, at the young level, a l- around 20% at the, at the uh, baby level and uh, a, a 10% or maybe slightly more at the old level and 10% or slightly less at the infant level. All right. All right. Well, thank you. So were we also, were- we were going to discuss continuous lifetimes. Is that what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, let me finish the, the perspectives here. So are you there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I thought the screen was frozen. Um, so you got mature souls, then you got old souls. And the old soul thing is about the, the theme of old soulism is perspective. And it, it's very akin to an old person. Yeah, the younger people are doing things and so forth and so on. The old people are just looking around and saying, well, it's not so important. Or it's not so this or whatever. And, and, and taking things with a grain of salt. That's the typical, that, that's what old soul uh, life is about, is having a perspective that is, that is more forgiving, more uh, broader, more less rigid than than that of the other soul ages because it 
they're looking at it from a perspective of from a vantage point of 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 uh, seeing the great variety that goes on and there is more in terms of in terms of connections with people there will be a more natural simpatico between old souls and young souls than generally speaking there will between old souls and matures or old souls and and uh and and baby souls because um the themes are more compatible um the and grandmothers uh, and grandchildren right? yeah in a way i mean the the young soul stage is one that's expansive by design mm -hmm. uh, the the uh the, the one of the the mature soul theme is relationships and mature souls have the same level of certainty about they got the last word on everything that they had when they were baby souls when they were getting the rules straight they just have an expanded version of getting the rules straight you know the rules now include relationships and not just me and so uh uh and so there's a there's a a commonality maybe it's because of odd numbers versus even numbers where where you know where the where where babies are are two and matures are four and and youngs are three and and olds are five and, and odd numbers are more compatible with themselves than they are with even i don't know but uh <laughs> in any event uh, there's a generally a greater a great there's a greater level of compatibility and there's a greater level of flexibility among soul ages of odd numbers than there is of even numbers if that makes sense uh, so well so you're saying that the old souls and the infant souls are more compatible and the mature and the baby would be more compatible or is that no Mature and baby would be more compatible, even though uh, with each other than than the uh, baby and the olds or the baby and the young in many ways. Even though mm -hmm. uh, they're closer on one side, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, their 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 vibrations are more compatible, if you will. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so, any any questions on that, Sandy? Uh, no, Tom, I was just looking at my chart to see exactly what number was, uh, and I'm mature three. Is So I'm off kilter because you were saying mature four. So, Well, mature three is right in the heart of maturedom. So you are, I mean, you're, you're in good company. Mature three is exactly what Albert Einstein was. And exactly what Ken Wilbur was, and exactly what uh, Thomas Jefferson was—a diplomat. Yeah. <laughs> um, How but, amazing is that? And, and matures and matures can can be among the most brilliant and bright lights, you know, among us, and and uh, and and seldom lack for certainty about what's the right thing to do. 
Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Old souls are are more ten, more prone to be well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. You know. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do it, go for me. it. But I'm just gonna sit here and watch on the sidelines. You do it. <laughs> I know an old soul. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think you know a couple of them. I think I do too. Oh, that's enough. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's, I think that kind of wraps up the Sole thing. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, about the uh, situation with the, with the concurrence and with the, and with the uh, multiple fragments. Okay. Or okay. any questions on the soul ages? I was just reading on, on mine the, in the um, the print under the soul age. Mine has inconclusiveness and undirectedness. Does that sound about right, Sandy? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> inconclusiveness yeah. and undirectedness. Tom. Is that, uh, that's, that, is that where you're an old too? Is that right? Um, yep, an old two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I am, uh, I, I'm a, uh, resonate with people. Anyway, so, um, so I just thought that was funny, so. Yeah. Manifestation. Okay, so what would you like to, um, go from here with the Michael readings, Tom? I'm sorry. Where would you like to branch off from here? Well, I was going to branch off to the to the concurrent. Just spent a few minutes on concurrence and a couple minutes on the multiple fragments. Okay. But may I may I take a bit of a one minute uh, uh, biology break Recess. here? Yeah. You all you all can talk among yourselves for a minute while that I means away. that our guests would like to go to the water closet at this moment <laughs> in time. I'll be right back. <laughs> oh my so i'm trying um, to clean up the show where we can like you know i know <laughs> i'm doing my best i it's, think you're doing a fabulous job thank you it's really hard for me though i know i'm so it, proud though it Very really proud. it really is uh, right now i still have mature markings on our show on youtube but i am going to work and change that where any age can li listen but I, it's just a really it's an exercise of the mind not to say let uh, my mouth say whatever it wants to at this point Yes, it's an exercise of restraint and yes. awareness. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, yes. I've had a lot of help with that having little baby around, you know. So it's 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 really turned me into pretty G rated. So, but I've had a lot of practice day in. Yeah. Day in day well, for my days. Yours are agitating it. Yes, and 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 plus, if any of our listeners, you know, um, you know, I hung around military folk for the longest period of my life. So, uh, when you're hanging around military folk, they say any kind of things that come out of their mouth. So, I, I've learned some interesting words being around military <laughs> folk. Not saying that all of them are like that, but uh, the majority seem to have a very expressive mouth, and it doesn't really matter what comes out of it. So, mm. I'm interested to see what Tom's going to be saying about continuous lifetimes. 
I don't Girl. recall ever. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll be surprised. I don't remember. Um, Thank you. Coming across that. <laughs> and Mr. Coates is back with us. Next time I'll be sure to bring a urinary catheter. So I won't have to. Oh, please. <laughs> please get out of town. Okay. Anyways. So as we regroup um so what is this you're saying continuous lifetimes because i don't remember not contiguous concurrent 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 i don't One recall that, huh i don't recall having conversations about i don't think that. i don't think i've had one with you but one of the well, things that many michael chat uh, channels are bringing through and and i have not run across it personally uh so much as as they talk about it <clears throat> but they are bringing through the idea that that many souls, particularly at this particular time, mm -hmm. uh, are are expressing themselves. And I say expressing themselves. I, I, that's my personal uh, jargon because because. Uh, I personally think of and conceptualize a physical lifetime as a vehicle for the soul of the soul self-expression. And, okay. so, um, and so this lifetime that comes through is manifesting as Tom uh, is just a vehicle for my own soul to express itself in the physical. Um, I'm with you. And so, uh, uh, what the Michael is Michael is teaching through a number of his channels, not all, is that in the present time, uh, which is not something that necessarily has heard much has happened much in the past, is that many many souls are in, are uh, in, incarnating in multiple lifetime in multiples, so that you know there may be three or four more physical expressions of my soul, uh, the, the same soul animating me. Presently. Presently, yes. At the same <clears> time. The reason for this is twofold. One is that the earth is the earth is uh has gotten more population than than necessarily that there are souls assigned to cover it. Uh, that's one. But another the greater reason is that souls uh, because of the the uh, challenges that humanity faces um, and and the fact that the human experiment on earth if we may call it that is potentially in jeopardy of failing if if uh, uh, certain measures are not taken to 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 change directions uh, like ecologically and so forth mm -hmm. uh, that uh, souls are needing to increase their experience quickly and in other words to evolve to higher levels of soul age and this can be done rather than doing it sequentially one lifetime at a time by having by by the soul having five three five ten lifetimes going on at once then the soul can can increase its speed of evolution through the soul ages, and therefore uh, better position humanity to to uh, 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 get 
you know, get with the get with the program and and evolve in a way that will allow for its its survival as a species. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Uh, so I've I, met. I've, I have met one of my uh, splinters of souls here in Clearwater, Florida, a, a female. Um, right. that, ha that she's, I know that she and I are one, I, it just same day of birth, uh, same time, uh, except she's a brunette, uh, blonde and I'm a brunette uh -huh. and I I'm pretty sure she and I are cut from the same cloth. Well, you very well could be right, but it doesn't necessarily have to be someone born at the same time or in the same place or or having anything, to, any physical compatibility could be, you know, could be an one could be male, one could be female. It doesn't that doesn't really matter. The the thing of from the perspective of the soul is to to gather lots and lots of experience as quickly as possible to move from one level to the next. You know, and uh, and so it would enable <clears throat> potentially you. Sandy, to to if you're manifesting in a, a mature three right now, if you have a concurrent there, that may suggest you have other concurrents around the planet, and and so in your next incarnation, instead of coming in at mature three or even mature four, you could be, you know, mature six or seven, right? By, by this process, does that make you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Right, so. So that's what this is all about, according to Michael. And I, again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I really don't know. I have encountered, uh, and I've, I've checked through channeling, and apparently there are no concurrence of my soul at this time. Uh, and uh, but uh, but I I do know at least two people who for whom there are concurrence, at least one of each. And, uh, and, and in one case, or in both of those cases, I know both of the concurrence. And, and in neither case do the concurrence get along very well. <laughs> oh. I mean, the concurrent, in those cases, I know the con both concurrence, and the concurrence know each other, and they have issues. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I don't have issues with either one, you know, but they have issues with each other. So it's it's an interesting phenomenon if that's if that's accurate, you know. And uh, uh, so the fact that you're the concurrent with somebody, and two people animated by the same soul doesn't necessarily mean that you see eye to eye on anything. No, um, we don't. It's kind of <laughs> quite funny, actually. Right, right, right. You know, so well, that, our that, that different perspective is what allows for greater levels of growth. Yes, it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Interesting. So that's the, that's the concurrent concept, and according to Michael, it's a it's not necessarily a new concept, but it is it is at new levels never previously never previously manifested. I will say that not all uh, not all uh, the higher plane groups uh, concur with Michael's perspective on this. So, you know, don't take it as the last word, but it, but it is, it's an interesting concept. Well, I, I very much kind of resonate with that. I don't know about so much on this, 
planet. But to me, it just personally feels and seems as though I have a couple of active, I don't even know if it's here. It just seems mm -hmm. to me, I experience things in a way that it, it seems that I have other active me's other places. Right, so, right. Anyways. So it, it doesn't seem surprising at all to hear that that would be going on here. I don't, I guess I question why you would want to speed through it. You know, I know when we're in the physical on a lot of levels, it seems um, like we want to hurry up and get through things. It's just interesting to me to think of from the soul's perspective, wanting well, to speed through it. Exactly. I think I mentioned that previous. That doesn't feel right to me when I hear it, but I could, you know, I'm just sharing my interpretation of it. I think I mentioned in a previous, uh, one of our previous discussions that uh, uh, both Michael and other and other groups talk about parallels and, and alternate uh, realities. And uh, according to Michael, and this is, again, not necessarily concurred with, but there are roughly a thousand parallel universes in which each of us would be expressed in the parallel and uh, uh and and this is these are separate expressions of ourselves going on at different at slightly different frequencies so that, that it, resonates is very yeah that has and, a very strong resonance with me yeah and some of these realities will be so close that they'll you know cross paths with ours or coalesce with ours so I believe I believe they do do that on some level, or at least that right. it's, it's, I experience. It's almost like it feels like glitches sometimes, and it makes you me just go. I, I don't yeah, the, know. It's kind of like, whoa, the, what was that? You know, there are numerous anecdotal stories that are quite fascinating about people who believe they have shifted from one parallel reality to this one, um, or shifted to another one and came back. You know, and. Uh, and so it sort of lends credence to these kinds of ideas. And and from the Michael perspective, you know, the soul is a very powerful agency mm -hmm. or the, the, the essence or what a beingness or whatever it should be called. Soul is from purpose for Michael purposes is the term of choice. And uh, and so uh, uh, there's a limitless capacity there to do just about anything can be imagined. And so. The next topic we're going to talk about is 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 uh, multi-fragment composite souls, and mm -hmm. this is something that this is something that uh, uh, I have to take a little bit of credit for having brought to Michael uh, about fifteen or sixteen years ago as a as something that Michael had not previously discussed. It was a uh, it was except in limited instances. Uh, Michael had hypothesized that uh, that Jesus and other lifetimes like Jesus of that of that caliber were were animated by more than one soul fragment or essence, and that uh, otherwise uh, people were animated only by one. And uh, and and in the the way this came about was that I was working with a with a uh, 
a higher plane group that is not a that's not a, a the not the Michael group not at the Michael is at the causal plane level. Remember the six planes in the group I was working mm -hmm. with was uh, in what Michael refers to it as the Budaic level, or uh, in in terms of density levels, a seventh density, and mm -hmm. uh, and I had gotten a a, a number of in a Michael reading, I'd been given a number of soul ages. I mean, I'm sorry, of prior lifetimes as a human on Earth, and uh, and that was something like 450. I can't remember the exact number, but uh, uh, with this other group, I asked how many I had, and the number was something like 2,500. And uh, and I said, well, how can that be when I was told by uh, Michael that the uh, the the number was this other thing whatever four four hundred whatever it was fifty yeah and uh and so uh and they said well the number you got from Michael was accurate but it only it only is the number for one of your fragments what Michael what we would refer to for, refer to as your primary fragment and in fact your your being your as a Human is animated not by one fragment, but by six, and uh, and so that's how we get the number because each one of them, each one of those has its own history of prior lifetimes, and they all are your prior lifetimes. As a as a, and and those and so those lifetimes all converge in you, even though they will not be necessarily the prior lifetimes of anybody who comes after you except some of them and so this was a this was a an interesting concept i thought and uh and one that uh, i found that michael people were not very uh happy about it because it uh, uh because it complicates all the affiliations in in uh in in various uh entities and cadres and all this and in mm -hmm. other words you, you're members of multiples of these things, mm -hmm. and uh, and so uh, screws all that sort of thing up, and, uh, and and diminishes the significance and importance of it on an individual level. Uh, but what it does in return is to add levels of complexity and levels of uh, of texture and nuance and all. And nuance, of yeah. I, I was just saying. I mean. I was just thinking it just mm -hmm. actually makes more sense to me than not. Right. And what, what I got from this other group was that, uh, was that this is a, this is a, this is actually something that has been around for quite a long time on earth, but in mm -hmm. very, very, uh, small uh, percentages of the population, less than 1%. And that, starting really within my lifetime this is something that has started ratcheting up um to a significant degree and that uh um and that it's not just a phenomenon that's local to earth it actually is happening on planets throughout this this uh entire universe and that this is something that's a this is being a 
inspired by what I would call Creation Central, and uh, and, and it's something that is is happening in order to add greater levels of complexity, and consistent with our idea, our scientific idea that that uh, things are always moving towards greater levels of complexity, or or back, or, or the reverse, you know, uh, grading moving towards levels of greater uh, simplicity or even uh, or greater levels of, uh, of chaos. But uh, uh, in any event, this is something that apparently is happening around. And, and at, the, at the point where I learned this, I was, I was this work group I was working with was new to me. And so I was going back and forth in channeling exercises between it and, and, and Michael. And, uh, and I went back to Michael and I said, is it possible that I am animated by more than one fragment? And, and they said, well, let's check on that. And then the next thing they came back and said, oh, actually, yes, there are six. And they went through and, and they went through the lifetimes of each one and came out to what the other group said, approximately 2,500. And so, uh, um, it was very interesting the way they, they compared it and they said, this is something, this, they actually acknowledge this is a, a new phenomenon and we're, and we are um, happy to become aware of it. And thank you. You know, it seems curious to me a little that, um, it seems we've also been coming into a period of coming into a much heightened awareness of being multidimensional in and of itself. It just seemed at the same time that the, I wonder if there's any coincidence to that. Um, uh, there's sure a there much is. higher level of awareness of, right. of being multidimensional beings. And it seems to me in listening to you, it almost seems like it's simultaneously happening that the fragments are also kind of going on i don't know history the way you do and i'm not even going to pretend to but that's how i um well i'll give you tammy i'll give you an example of what i was just talking about Mm -hmm. um i have encountered several people in my lifetime Mm -hmm. that um that i felt high levels of unusually high levels of let's say resonance, compatibility, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And these are not necessarily, you know, romantic in any way, but mm-hmm. relationships that were just, just naturally compatible. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and so what I have found what in, in, in parsing those things through channelings is that in several of those instances, and, and, and it's, a function of this multi-fragment aspect in mm-hmm. several of those instances, the level of compatibility that was experienced was because of the discovery through channeling that in a number of previous lifetimes, that person and I at the soul level had been the same person in another lifetime. In other words, mm-hmm. we, had, our, our fragments, our essences had combined to animate a single person mm-hmm. that we had both been in another lifetime, mm-hmm. and that and that level of of compatibility and and shared resonance was carrying forward into the present lifetime. This is a, 
that would also be in a certain vibrational field with the essence being combined on on some level you would seem to think you would think right yeah so it would it which would and the way i just pictured it would be like that's how you would even come into the stratus how you could very likely come into the stratosphere of it in this incarnation right exactly it's pretty amazing right so that's what that's that's the kind of even though there are very few michael students who are at all happy about they like the concurrent thing they don't like the multi-fragment thing because it complicates all their math and all that stuff and all their and all their uh cadre affiliations like oh my gosh you mean i was not only in the 101st airborne i was also in the 82nd airborne and the 10th mountain division and all that at the same time how how can that be but well uh, i suspect we're going to hear a lot more about it though um yeah especially with the other things we were just talking about you know and it'll just be more things that we'll be able to discover and delve into just as you know how long have the michael readings even been around what is it like 30 years you know i mean Uh, everything's ever evolving it's it's 48 years i'll have you know all right so 48 years but it's all always ever of of evolving changing and moving so i mean it would make sense to me that this would also on some levels, right? right. It's pertaining to soul ages. So right. anyways, um, all right. So, so we have about 10 minutes left and I, hi, Nathaniel is, I'm glad to see you here. Um, anyway, we have about 10 minutes left and I really wanted to talk to Tom about his brother and the crossing over recently. Oh, yes. Um, our, our dear, guest here tom coates lost his brother um he had a an illness right for quite some time he uh my brother was uh had a had a global neuropathy um which was which he had since he was apparently born with it in some respects and uh and it became manifest at the physical level when he was a teenager and and uh and by the time he was 18, uh, he was wearing braces on his legs. In those days, back in the 60s, he was wearing big, heavy metal braces that attached around his upper thighs and so forth. He walked like a like the actors would walk in a movie like Walking Dead or something, you know, And because uh, he had drop foot. His legs were numb from the thigh down. And it's and it just like if you sit on the toilet seat too long and you get up and you, you, you flop your feet and, and so forth. And uh, uh, and so uh, and that was just the beginning. And, and over time, it, it engulfed his uh, it, it went from uh, uh, from a, uh, something in the extremities, his arms and, and legs and feet and hands to something that engulfed his entire body. And uh, he, he, 20, 20 some years ago, he lost the use of one of his larynx. Uh, because of it, he, uh, he, he it diminished his uh, respiratory capacity, his cardiac capacity, everything, every internal organ was affected by it. Um, and, uh, but he was quite a, he had quite a, in my opinion, quite a heroic life. He, uh, he, he, uh, was a teacher, 
he left a, a legacy of generations of students who revered him for, for his uh, teaching methods. He's one of those teachers that would leave an impact for life. And, um, and uh, anyway, he passed away. He was in his 20s. It was predicted by so-called medical experts that he probably would not make it to 40. And, uh, and when he passed away two weeks ago, this past Thursday, he was uh, eight weeks shy of his 75th birthday. Uh, so he, he had a wife, he had three children, he had three grandchildren. He, uh, he led a remarkable life uh, in, in which the last 30 some years of which were, uh, were he was confined to a wheelchair. And uh, in the last seven or eight years of which he had to sleep sitting up because he wasn't, his cardiac function was so diminished he wasn't pumping enough blood to be able to breathe when he was lying down. And uh, so, you know, he had a, a great tenacity about him, a great perseverance about him. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and he had, he suffered tremendously in terms of uh, physical pain. He, he never shared it with hardly anybody except those he was closest to me, his wife, his couple of his children and so forth. But, but he uh, is one of these people that he must have discovered at some level early on in life that uh, smiling and laughing produces serotonin and that reduces pain. And, uh, and so he was constantly doing that no matter what. And, uh, uh, and, and he, uh, yeah, he really, uh, I, I can't say enough wonderful things about him. I really, it, there's no one in my life I've hardly ever encountered I admire more. He, uh, once he, he, uh, let's see, we're getting on to near the end here, but he, uh, he, he I had quite a number of uh, post-mortem communications from him, uh, starting within an hour and a half to two hours after he, after he, he, he died. And, uh, now, the first one was uh, when he 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 was uh, his body was laid out on the floor of his bedroom, where he had a a, ma a massive stroke followed by a cardiac arrest, and uh, mm -hmm. and, and he uh, um, he uh, he I was sitting there with his wife, his and his three his his daughter, oldest. And, daughter who's 35, his son who's 32, and his, his next daughter who's uh, 20, 28, 29 now this month. And uh, uh, and I suddenly got a, a tap on my left shoulder, um, like three taps, you know, and then there was a swirl of energy which I recognized as him. And, uh, and, and, and then there was like a hand in my ear, like somebody's going to whisper in your ear. And, and I, and I hear this, I, he says, hey, Tom, like he, he says, uh, why is everybody in such so upset? He says, you know, why is everybody crying, sitting around me in the room crying? He says, I'm just fine. He said, I'm better than I've ever been in my whole life. Look at me. <laughs> and, awesome. uh, and, uh, and, uh, and he says, please tell everybody not, not, not to be so concerned. I'm just fine. I'm okay. You know, tell them. And, uh, and that, and I had, uh, uh, you know, and he was, he was, uh, he was just full of joy and he, he, his body had become a prison for his soul at that point. 
it had been for many years, but he had he had borne up under it. And uh, uh, but it was a, it was just on the one hand, you know, I I've been around him for all these years and uh, and I, I miss him a lot. But on the other hand, I am very very yeah. joyful that he has finds find so much joy in being liberated from from that the the, the straitjacket that was his body. And mm. uh, so. And he did. He did a remarkable job with his life. He worked in, until as a teacher of great import from uh, uh, from until five years before his death, and uh, and even continued tutoring after it, after he couldn't maintain a full time position anymore. And uh, and he just uh, I, I can't say enough good things about him. Uh, one of the things I'd like to mention too is that. Many, all the guidance I've ever gotten from higher plane sources is to the effect that in the in the uh, uh, in the heaven realm, if you will, mm-hmm. as it's commonly called, that the cue lines for of souls wanting to incarnate in bodies that are. Uh, compromised in the way that my brothers were was i mean he was for the last 35 years of his life much like a high functioning quadriplegic mm-hmm. that the cue lines for souls wanting to that to experience lifetimes like that are much longer than the available physical lifetimes for souls to have that experience uh, and the reason souls want that is so that they can express themselves more directly at the soul level and not get hung up on uh, uh, shiny objects, if you will, you know, at the physical level. And, uh, and that rule, like, like, you know, we, we have the expression, it's the exception that makes the rule. That rule is almost always true, but, but, but not always. It's true, except when it's not. And my brother's life was a perfect example of one where it is not the rule. My brother did not come into this lifetime expecting or, or being prepared for a lifetime of physical incapacity or disability. Um, and uh, and it's, a, it's, a, it's too long to go into now with the little time we have left. But I will. But I, but I could later if, if we choose to discuss it. Um, he came into it not knowing that, but given that it came to him without his expectation, he made an incredible adjustment to it. And it's a tribute to his, I would say, his soul age, which was an old two, with uh, multiple, uh, I think, thirteen or fourteen prior grand cycles in the yeah. micro that gave him the the capacity and the perspective to be able to make that adjustment, even though he had not planned on it in advance. Yeah. So I tip my hat to my brother, John. He was a, a remarkable, remarkable human and a remarkable soul. Absolutely. All right. Well, we need to wrap it up. We've gone over a little bit of time. I want to thank everybody tonight for listening here. And I want to thank our guest, Tom Coates. And I I hope that you will come back on because I have more questions for you about your life. And we didn't even get to discuss it tonight. We Well, 
Tom, what are you doing on the 29th? Well, I could do it. I, I could I could make time for you. Or so. after that. Well, maybe actually, Sandy, we'll, we'll talk more. Yeah. Um, let's, very yes. soon, we'll get you back on. No, very, very soon. That would be fun. That would oh. be fun. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us this evening. And I guess we're going to say good night for now. We'll see you next time. Well, we'll say like Arnold Schwarzenegger said in the Terminator. I'll be I'll back. Be back. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.